Hello, hello. It's pretty early here on Monday morning, and I just couldn't sleep anymore. I want today I wanted to talk a little bit about dreams. Um ever since I started this podcast, um, it's been digging up things that have been kind of buried for a while. And I've had a few nightmares, which I don't have very often anymore, but I know sometimes when we have dreams like that, it's a way of rooting out what needs to come out that we can't deal with, maybe during the daytime or in reality, but in our dreams it comes out and it it sort of helps us to deal with, with and get rid of what we need to. So um, both these dreams that I had the last two nights, have included my biological parents and a few of my sisters. And so that to me is very, um, very, uh, what's the word? Like very specific. <clears throat> so let me tell you about these dreams. So the first one I had, I was back in my hometown of Everett, Washington, which I'll never go back to ever, ever again. Um, too much hurt, too much pain. There's just, there's too much. I don't want to go back. There's nobody there that I want to see. There's nobody there that I want to visit. Um, I also know that when my biological parents do pass away, I will not be attending their funerals. It's, it's that there's that much abuse that went on with me in particular. But um, I had a dream I was walking with friends there and I looked over to the right and half of Everett had just slid right off the mountain. And where I was standing, it was going to slide off too. And so I told my friends, we've got to get out of here. So we ran away from that place. And then I turned back and I saw more of it just sliding into the ocean. And I woke up and it was a little bit scary. Like, to me, that meant like, don't go back because you'll only get hurt. You'll only fall into the ocean and drown with everyone else and you don't want to do that. So that was one dream. Then the second dream I just woke up from. So I had a dream that I was in a really nice car and I was driving away from that place. And um, <clears throat> there was a few things that had fallen out of my car. So I turned around and I picked them up and it was on this place called Forest You Drive where I love, because in Everett there's a place that's all forest, it's all grove of trees. And there's a park there. <clears throat> and that's the one place, like, Makotio Beach and Forest Park are just two of my favorite places on earth. But I remember picking up a few people that were straggling and struggling along the way. And they were so kind to me. And I'm like, well, just come with me, you know. We'll get to where, we'll get you where you need to go. And I ended up at my, my biological parents' house in the afternoon. And they were just fighting and fighting and fighting because they were alone. And then they saw us and they got all totally sicky sweet. And just, it was like, it's like I was going there as an adult and I could see through all of their lies and through all of their ignorance and their denial and the, and the toxicity. And I wouldn't put up with it. And the other people that were with me that were seeing it, they were seeing it, but they were seeing my reactions to how they were, you know, they were jabbing me constantly, you know, but trying to do it in this sick sweet fake way and as an adult I saw through all of it and at the end um 
my biological dad, father was trying to get me to stay and he kept following me. And I'm like, just get away from me. Leave me alone. He was trying to, um, to, to, like I said, get me to stay and tried to convince me that they were good people. And I knew in my heart that they weren't. And I saw my youngest sister as a baby and something told me, take a good look at her because it's the last time you're going to ever see her. And she actually, in re real life, she's 30, she's 39. She's 39 and she's never moved away from home. And she, um, she's been fired from every job that she's ever had. She's never lived on her own. She's, her growth literally has been stunted because they have not made her move out. And she pretty much rules that, that roost in that house. And so I know that they literally took away her, um, her freedom and her, um, being an adult. And so when I woke up, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to write this down. But, um, I went to turn on my, my nature escapes channel. Cause I love it in the morning. It's just so soothing. And there was a cartoon on for some reason. And the cartoon had some sort of dragon and the dragon said, dreams keep our, keep our, keep us alive with hope. And I was like, well, that's really strange that, you know, I would turn it on right at that moment. He would say right that. Um, I know for me, dreams are very telling in good ways, but dreams are also very um, cleansing because I feel like I'm cleansing my life of how I grew up. You know, I'll never go, be able to go back and change anything but as an adult, I, I can see what's going on and not have anything to do with it. So after my 50th birthday, like right before my birthday, a day before my birthday, I decided, you know, what, I'm going to call my parents and let them know where I'm at. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to be 50, you know, I'm the oldest. I thought I should just call and say hi or whatever. And I called and I started talking to my biological father. And all I wanted to say was, I'm, you know, I've moved. I've gotten divorced. I've gotten moved. I've gotten moved. <laughs> okay. I moved. I got divorced. I'm cancer free. They didn't care that I had cancer. It's a story for another day. Um, and then I'm all right. My, my biological father answered the phone. Well, he, he hung up on me about maybe 30 seconds into the conversation. So I thought, well, that's weird. So I called back and they picked up the phone and they hung up. Called back one more time and they let the answer machine answer it. And so I got off the phone and I was a mess. And so I called my sister who I was talking to at the time. And she said, don't ever do that again. Don't allow them to, to do that to you because don't do that. Don't just don't, don't. Because, you know, still in my heart, you know, I think you always crave the love of your parents. Well, I had to stop doing that. And I had to stop doing that quickly because I, it's only hurtful and painful. Now, if you're a parent, imagine doing that to your child, just totally ignoring them, not even accepting them, just literally booting them out of your life. So a few days after that, after I turned 50, it was, I was doing my laundry and I said, you know, I'm going to try one more time. And just 
let them have it because they had mailed me a birthday card and they, and it was a beautiful card. You know, Mary, it's very good at picking out beautiful cards to make it look like, oh, we love you so much. And then there they put, we love you, love mom and dad. And I was so angry. I was just angry because they don't love me. They don't know how to love. And so I went to laundromat and I was going to call and say, oh, what a beautiful card. And, and, and kind of lead in that way and then just, you know, share my truth. Well, I started with that and Dell answered the phone again and then hung up on me. So something in my mind said, call her cell phone. Now I have not called this cell phone for over 20 years, but, and I don't even remember the number now, but the numbers came directly to my mind. And I didn't write down anything, but I called that number and they, of course, they didn't answer the phone. And I just literally read them the riot act. I shared everything that was in my heart that I had held back for so long that they'd tried to make me feel bad for. Just a minute, I shut my door. And I don't remember a lot of that conversation, but I do remember when I was done, I was shaking and I felt like I had literally like released so many negative, toxic emotions into that call. And I was very brave and I was very confident and I was very to the point because sometimes when things happen in our lives and we don't get the validation we need or communicate about it, it just festers and festers and festers. And when it was done, I listened to it 10 times because I was so proud of myself for being that brave. And I've had to be. And ever since then, good, truly good things have happened in my life. It's like it opened the floodgate for me to be able to release the negativity and let in the positivity and the love and to know how amazing I am and what great things I have waiting for me. And it was just, it was one of the best moments of my life to get rid of that and to never know, to know that I never have to see them again. I never have to deal with them again in this life. And it was just a real blessing. But then consequently, right after that, I also got COVID. And so having the COVID, if you've ever had COVID, like it, it treats everyone differently. And mine, it affected my my brain and my my bowels. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But I was able to get physically get out so much garbage out of my body. And it just felt like a burning, like I was burning from the inside out. And thank goodness, because it just felt like I feel like I sealed the deal, like I needed to do what I needed to do. And it wasn't easy. It was very difficult, but I did it. And it took me 50 years to finally tell them exactly how I feel. And my, um, my, my very good friend who is like a mom to me, she said, um, it's good that you did that because, because now, you know, and what was I going to say? Oh goodness. Let's see. I forgot because it's so early, but, um, she was very validating in that because she knows exactly who they are. They're actors and they're, they're both very good actors and he didn't used to be, but now he is because he stayed with her and he, 
he told us once as kids, he goes, well, I'm going to leave your mother. And the first time I cried, I was like 10. The second time I was 15, I'm like, well, take, take me with you, you know? So they have their own deals to deal, own things to deal with. And that's the, that's on the, oh, I know what she said. She said, I feel like your spirit came down to them to teach them and your spirit was so strong that they didn't like it. And they did everything they possibly could to hurt you, to harm you, to make you believe what they believe. And I believe that because when I moved home after my brother passed away, my one sister, Amy, who's very toxic, like she's just the worst. She's just the worst. Um, I, I was living in the family room for a while and, and um, something, an altercation happened between uh, Mary and Dell and I, and then it caused me to move out, you know, be homeless for a day or two. But um, Mary said, you bring a very bad spirit into our home. And I was like, what? And, and she says, well, one of your sisters told us that. And so when Amy came home that night, I said, did you say that? She goes, they weren't supposed to tell you that. So what Jackie had said was true is that I did bring a, an irritant to them, but it wasn't a bad spirit. It was a good spirit. And they're so used to feeling bad and negative and devilish and evil. You know, evil doesn't always have to be like, oh, pitchfork and devil's horns. Evil is anything that fights against good. And I'm so grateful that I do have my mom and Jackie that, that helps me through to help me that has, that, that I've, I've at least three people in my life that have seen what's happened and they, they were powerless against it. You know, they, their, their hands were tied. Um, There's so much emotional abuse going on, emotional, verbal, and so much, you know, uh, it was just bad. Anyway, I'm just grateful that I can, as an adult, have those dreams as an adult and not as a child to be helpless and powerless against that. And I guess my whole point is as adults, we get to choose whether we want to continue with that, with that level of denial and, and staying within the chains or literally breaking the chains of those people and things that have held us back and putting it in the hands of our savior and our heavenly father and saying, help me fight this battle, you know, and they do, and they will, if we ask. So that was just a very interesting dream. I don't look forward to having any more, but um, before all this process is over, I probably will. So I know it's strengthening me and it's helping me to, to stay on my path and to, to know that I am of worth and that I am an amazing person and I will continue to amaze with the things that I do spiritually and emotionally. And so, yeah, that's it. So, um, thanks for listening. Have a great day.